I I will I will say this during the game. I said, "Man, you and Arsenal were playing ten v ten because yeah. Marshall was non-existent in that game. Havertz was non-existent in that game, and yeah. it was funny that it took. I mean, you, you don't take, make changes the first half, but Ateta should have known that this was going to happen. You saw the chance he missed. It's not a case of oh, this guy has lost form. He has never had form. Hello listeners, welcome back to a brand new episode of the 90 Plus 5 podcast. I am your host, Sunji, and with me here is my co-host, Mikus. Yeah, hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Alright, so um, over the past while, a lot of interesting stuff has gone on in the world of football, and trust us to dish you with those special gists and special um, news as well so moving on <laughs> as at the time of recording uh Manchester United Arsenal I think that's that's the, that's the most trending game right now that's that's the buzzing game that's what's going on everywhere like <laughs> Manchester United Arsenal 3-1 3-1 to Arsenal's favor, Arsenal won the match, and I think this that this should be the main topic for today, and I think we should dissect this particular game properly. And um, personally, I I went to watch the game, um, courtesy of Guinness, uh, match day live. I had fun while watching that game, and um, it was really nice. And what what I'll say is. Manchester United, the you see, first off, yeah, the 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 final score of that game is not really for me. It's not really the true reflection of how yeah, that true, game true. went. It's not the true reflection of how the game went because Manchester United fought. They they fought, though they started the game very slow, but um around the twentieth minutes they picked up. I think the first 20 minutes they were trying to like sit back, play from the back and all. After the 20 minutes, they actually played well and they got their first goal, Rashford with that sublime finish. He created something out of literally nothing. Yeah. Then yeah. Arsenal equalized and second half, 90 minutes, they scored the second goal and yeah. And they third goal as well. So because how was the experience for you? I I told you I was <laughs> and the next match they like watching the match with oh, about five thousand football fans. How was it for you? Um, I was on my bed watching the match live <laughs> from there. Yeah. It was nice though. It was nice. The, the thing about Mayu and Arsenal is it's always a spectacle. Like Yeah. I you just yeah. know that it's going to end in two two, three two. It's never a new new draw and so yeah. I, I wasn't even surprised about the outcome. Like it was, it was nice. It was nice. I enjoyed the game. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Daniel Omokachi, Omokachi, and Joseph Yubo, they were at the Guinness uh, match day live, and they both predicted that it was going to be a low scoring game, but um, it ended the way it ended 3 1. I don't think that was a low scoring game in any 
ship of force. Yeah, I don't think that was yeah. But what we did take home from from this match? Um, do you think Arsenal are worthy right now to call themselves title contenders? Do you think um Manchester United are far from being um title contenders right now? So what are the take homes from this game for you? Um so a couple of take homes for me. Um you know, I, I said this last um podcast. I don't know if it was last podcast or something. But I tweeted it out and I said that Manchester United are three signings away from competing for um competing this season. So like I, I was trying to make the point that they still need a signing at the back, they still need a signing in midfield and they need a signing up front. And to their credit they were able to get a signing in midfield in Amrabat. They were able to get a signing at the back in Regulon. Although that that's not what I meant. And I uh, think Johnny yeah, Johnny Evans. <laughs> Johnny Evans too. But my take home <laughs> was that they were trying to play a brand of football that their players mm. could not play. And you mentioned it about them, the passing from the back. Time and time again, it just seemed as if you know, they were passing, but there was no purpose around it. And Arsenal quickly realized that, see, what is the point of pressing these people? They are not going to break us down. And you saw... There were, there were a couple of times that um, Onana was trying to find the long ball to Marshall. Like, <laughs> who is Marshall going to outpace in that back line? He was trying to pick up Rashford, but Rashford was too deep. And so it was not just clicking. It was not just clicking. And so it was kind of... Uh, it was it was confusing to see what Eric Tag was trying to cook because he wasn't cooking well. But like you said, all it takes for Rashford is, is a moment of magic. And it's that man again who I've been talking about him on this podcast. It was the Kayabet misplaced pass that led to the goal. I'm not trying to speak on him, but it is what it is. It is what it is there. It is what it is. Yeah. That's on the uh, side of mine. Yeah. All right. For the side of Arsenal, do you have a... Yeah, yeah, on the side of us now, though, um, I, I'll still see, I'll still keep saying this. Harvard starting, uh, Harvard starting is us now playing with one man down. I, I will, I will say this during the game. I said, Mayu and us now were playing 10 v 10 because yeah. Marshall was non existent in that game, Harvard was non existent in that game, and yeah. it was funny that it took. I mean, you, you don't take, make changes the first half, but Ateta should have known that this was going to happen. You saw the chance he missed. It's not a case of, oh, this guy has lost form. He has never had form. There's no form that he, For instance, like if if we were talking about Haaland, um, the media was talking about Haaland, that he doesn't look up for it, he has lost a bit of form. You know what Haaland on form looks like? What is Harvest on form look like? Do you know? We've well, never seen Harvest on form. Ever since he took the trip from Germany to England, he has never been on form. And so starting him, like I said, was Arsenal one man down. And immediately Fabio Vieira came in. You saw a difference. And I think that, that just sums this up for me. 
us now need to understand that if they have hopes of chasing City this season, they need to start with our strongest team. Does Harvard make that line up? I don't think so. And so that's just my take on the on the whole issue. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that you actually spoke my mind on this matter as well because um, while I was at the event yesterday, I was able to like touch down with some Arsenal fans and ask them that see what what's the problem? Which player do you feel um, is messing up your game? And everybody was pointing out to Harvard that he's not meant to be there. He was not needed. And oh, then for Manchester United, one could easily point out to Martial, and one could easily point out to Anthony, one could easily wait, point out to Maguire. Did yeah. Anthony play that game? Yeah, Anthony was in that game, he was present. Wow, but, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, I have one problem with Anthony, like, and it's a, it's a major problem. I, I I did not really play football professionally, yeah? But, like, <laughs> I think I know one or two things about football. You cannot claim to be a winger and you receive the ball on the on the flank and yeah. you cannot... Mm-hmm. In 90 minutes, you cannot progress with that ball forward. One, you cannot take on any man. See, come on, what are you a winger for? If you watch Anthony 90 minutes, when he gets the ball at the wing, he's passing back to the midfield or passing back to who gave him the ball. So where does the productivity come in? As a winger, to create chances for your team, take on that defender. Immediately you take him or you've created a space there that you can play around with, you can pass the ball, you can run in, shoot, you can square play the ball. You have so many things you can do after you've taken that guy on. Even if you cannot take him on, you can do Mbappe style, outpace him. Exactly. But now, I, he has the pace. But now, but now, Anthony cannot do either of two. So you could see Manu trying to play, concentrate on the left-hand side trying to play with their strongest um man that's rashford on the left yeah. hand side but it was not possible yeah. because they had a player in the name of ben white there that was taking care of that particular uh position yeah, yeah ben white if I'm, if I'm not mistaken yeah that was taking yeah, care well, of that ben particular white, position. ben white played right back yeah yeah so 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 like i mean i feel manchester united actually played with nine men if we are, if we are being honest, <laughs> we are being honest, yeah, because I, Martial and Anthony were both not in the game. Uh, I, I think one player that we must give kudos to is Aaron Bissaka. I think yeah, we must yeah. give him kudos because Martinelli, for the love of God, he tried his best. Like tried his best, man. You can <laughs> see when a player is on the field, I. He, he he did his like he did his best like he tried his best but he could not there was no successful take on he could there was no productivity there but like you know now the difference between Martinelli and Anthony is that Martinelli he's going to try to produce something 
and at the end of the day, he gets a corner. Exactly. That means he's moving. He's moving closer to the post. You get me? Well, he's, he's actually trying to yes create something. But Anthony is moving. Man, come on. I, I think I think come let, let me come in here because um, my United fans or Anthony fans, I don't know. If Anthony FC will say he likes to cut up, cut in on his left so he can shoot. Now okay. the problem with that is you are not just going to cut in. There are players in front of you. You are not Moses. Okay. You don't expect as you are running with the ball, you stretch out your staff and everybody will depart from me. It's not possible. It's not possible. And so the only time we see Anthony attempt shooting outside the box is when the ball drops to him. We remember, oh. I think it was against Baka when um, they scored the late winner. The ball dropped to him inside the box or by the edge and he shot on his favorite left foot. But that kind of situation does not appear every time in the game. And like you said, Every time the ball got to Anthony, I expected him to run on that byline and go. But the defenders knew that this guy is not going to take me on. He's never going to take me on. And what comes to us, he will never go on the byline because he's not comfortable like that. And so already, like you said, they were playing with nine men because that part of the pitch, you have Wambisaka that is not really good going forward. For all his defensive capabilities, he still did not give enough in the attack. Or as much as the hang would have wanted. And you have yeah. Anthony, who is basically just recycling the ball. Like my God, it, it was it was it was atrocious from Manu's right hand side. Like I mean, what were they doing? What were they yeah. doing? Yeah. Then I, I think well after all this drama and all, I think uh Ateta came out for Arsenal and he released a statement and I paraphrased, he said um, you know, I was telling Harvard that when I tried um, talking <laughs> to my wife the first time, she did not answer me. The second time, she did not answer me, but I kept on pushing, and now she's my wife. I I don't know. I don't know. I I think if, <laughs> if he had given his wife <laughs> seventy-five million, <laughs> he, he would not have needed to push like that. Look, well. Yeah, I mean, that's just me trying to be funny. But, like, I feel, yes, it's a good way to, like, um, inspire your player to do. Yes, yeah. a good way to. But, like, I think another thing we just have to look at is, uh, I think Harvard's might be a super sub. I think there's something um, someone mentioned yesterday during the fan show. And Harvard might actually be a super sub, but we have to give him a chance to be a super sub. Yeah, we'll have to give him a chance. So he has that to be That is the kind of saying bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, see, in my, li- in my life, that was the that the most creative way of saying someone should just start from the bench. He said, "Yeah, we might. We, we have to give him a chance. We have to give him a chance." <laughs> see, see, the truth about um, Ateta is, it is a signing. He has, see, Ateta has to be the one to fly his banner because huh. he has literally demanded upwards of 60 million, let's just call it 70 million, for a player that everybody huh. knew that he wasn't worth it. I mean, he did not need a profit to tell you. And so he has to keep on pushing, like you said. Yeah. As football fans, we can only say, okay, well, don't play him, play another person. But as the manager that requested for that player, 
yeah, it's his responsibility to get the best out of him. Now, should he do it to the detriment of the team? I don't think so. But again, that's the reason why Ateta is manager of Arsenal and um, <laughs> we are uh, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <Why, yeah. laughs> yeah. So, uh, big ups to Declan Rice uh, for scoring his first Arsenal goal. Uh, big ups to um, Gabriel Jesus as for well. making a way. <laughs> yeah, for for but like I think while we move on to the next thing, I think we just need to talk about this. What the hell happens to the good downloads there? What the <laughs> hell? What's in God's name? What happens to that guy there? What happened there? Even if like like I, I want to use myself again. I don't like using myself for scenarios, but like even if you were to slide you you you, long you slide with your two legs, you not slide with your hand stretched out. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? If he had, if that guy did not like actually take him out, and yeah, there was contact, that would be like a red card. Like you see, that just would have lost his two plastic, legs. Yes, now he went his two legs. He went his two legs. He went his two legs. He now went his hand because I saw one hand stretch out. Just in case if he did not mm-hmm. get the leg. <laughs> and uh, kudos to a very, very intelligent player there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus was able to convert that to a goal. Yes. Um, Ten Hag came out after the match and blasted um, Jordan <laughs> Don Sancho and said he wasn't good enough. He didn't train well. And that's why he didn't make the team at all. When we had people like Hannibal Mejbri, we had Pilestri, we had Daniel Gore. These are players from the academy making the um, team. And Jadon Sancho, uh, I think, is arguably the highest earner, not on the squad list. And um, Sancho kicked back and said, uh, see, you don't have to believe everything on you see on social media, uh, that some things are false and all whatnot. I think let, let, let me let me just read that. Uh, he said, "Please don't believe everything you, see, you read. I will not allow people saying things that is completely untrue. I have conducted myself in training very well this week. I believe there are other reasons for this matter, and I won't go into. I've been a scapegoat for a very long time, which is which isn't fair. All I want to do is play football with a smile on my face and contribute to my team. I respect all decisions that are made by the coaching staff." I play with fantastic players and and grateful to do so, which I know every week is a challenge. I will continue to fight for the badge no matter what. Mikus, what what are your thoughts from this particular game? Um, first, first of all, I have to sympathize with him because I mean, it's it's very wrong for me because see the thing about this whole media piece is after this game, the media needed a scapegoat. And for some reason, they had just served Jin Sancho on a plate. Because you're telling the media that it's because of training that he's not playing. Mm-hmm. Might be genuine. But that's not the right time to do this, my God. Because what do you expect people to do? Let's be honest. I did not miss, I did not even know that Sancho was not on the bench. Yeah. That's how unimportant he has been. Sorry for me to use that word for this thing. Yeah. And so the hard bringing him to limelight for me was was a very bad move. On the other hand, 
is what is saying true. Now, we are not in um, Man United's training camp. I have no insider information. You have no insider information. But from yeah. the evidence we have seen, taking it back to Man City, I think there were, there were screenshots and old quotes that came out from his former managers and teammates that he doesn't really like training. I think there was one that said that Dortmund fined him about 83,000 pounds. I don't know how true that is because he came late to training and stuff like that. But you can see that is a pattern of a player that is not really a hard trainer. Mm. Now, someone made, someone made a valid point. I, I won't take credit for this. I think it was one of these pundits that said that. He's saying that he trained well this week. You cannot just train well this week and expect to be in the match day squad. It has to be consistency. And hey. lastly, this is Sancho's, I think, second manager or third manager. I, I, I'm, at this point now, I'm losing count. The first one did not play him. Second one did not play him. Third one did not play him. At what point we stop looking at the manager and tell this guy, okay, well, step up? Because he came with the hype of, oh, I'm the Sancho of Dortmund. Not knowing that you have a Marcus Rashford that has been here grinding it down. Now, ask yourself this question. I'll leave this to the listeners. If you look at the way Sancho plays and Marshall plays and Anthony plays, they're all the same way. They don't add anything to the team. They don't really help in the attack and they're not clinical. Why is it that Marshall and Anthony are on the match they scored and Sancho is not there? It has to be attitude of the pitch. And so, from this evidence I'm seeing, I think... He actually needs to step up his game in terms of training. And that, that's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, I think... Let, let me not dwell too much on this, but... Um, as, as someone who has kind of managed players in a small kind of setting, I think I, I can relate to what's happening here. Yeah, and what what I think is, um, for for a manager to actually leave you out of a mass discord, what that means is that you, man, it's bad. Dude. It means you have no impact in that team. That's what it True. means. Like, like it, it means you have no impact. Like. You cannot influence the game because this is a big game, and I know um, the hack. Most likely, he is looking for people who can change the game on the pitch, True. on the bench. So, if this guy is leaving you off the match Discord, that means he has gone through his analysis to see that you cannot make an impact. So. <laughs> It's a very, very bad position to be. And I know um, so many things which we don't have uh, information of yeah. um, what have gone gone down background, on the background and all. I just feel that um, Jadon Sancho, might, this might not be the right place for him. He's a talented player. He might just need to like uh, maybe force a long move, generate transfer window and Play somewhere where he's happy, like he, like he rightly said. Play somewhere where he's happy, 
the truth of the matter is that <laughs> every manager likes a performing player. Yeah. I'm sure, like you rightly said, if Rashford, for any reason, does not perform maybe well in, in a week's training, I don't think he's going to take Rashford out of the Manchester squad. Why? Exactly. Because this guy, he performs week, week in, with week out. So you, you need to, he needs to up his game um, and find a way to be more reliable, more consistent, and these kind of things won't be happening. Like, for God's sake, like you said, we, we didn't even notice it was not on this um, team sheets. It was not even on the squad list. So please, let's let's move on from Sancho and this entire Manchester United drama. And let's move on to Starboy in Madrid right now. Jude Bellingham. Main one. Every, every podcast we have been mentioning this guy's name since the beginning of the season. And in a dramatic late winner, um, late winner comeback, Jude Bellingham scored again to give Real Madrid the win. Then they said he's Zinedine Zidane reincarnated. <laughs> yeah. And I think we just need to give him some time. But he's toward, he's actually trending towards that that direction for real. What were your thoughts during this game? Um yeah, it, it was I, I just saw the highlights too, because I didn't watch the entirety of the game. But um according to what I saw, I don't think it really had a major impact. And to be fair, to be fair. The team they were playing wasn't a walkover. Etafi, they really, really put up a fight there. And that's one of the misconceptions people have about La Liga. They think that any team apart from Barca and Real Madrid is beatable. I mean, I mean there are some stadiums in like in like um, Spanish football that if you get one point, I mean, you guys be happy. But again, this was Benibal. This was their homecoming. And like you said, she has just been such a good form like when the ball came into the box i think it was rodrigo that shot the ball he was the first to react i mean this hey. is a midfielder we're talking about he's having the instincts of a striker like it's crazy it's crazy i mean it's, again i have to apologize again i wasn't familiar with his game i wasn't familiar yeah. with this with this game and it's, it's nice to see it's nice to see i just hope that Ancelotti can manage him we don't want injuries. We have we talked about it last episode. We don't want injuries, and hopefully, we can see him write up the the La Liga and the um, also champions. I think is it too early to say he's the summer um, signing of the signing season? of it. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's I would say it's too early because the season is not even halfway there. But of course, like okay. uh, like I said, summer signing seen, because. Okay, generally transfer window is going to open again. Then we're going to have like, a winter signing here. Okay, since I, I think you can just give him that because this already one month gone, and so like if we're to give an award, he surely deserves that award. He deserves that award. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, I think this is the first time in the EPL that we have three players. Scoring hat tricks on the same day. I mean, Haaland, Son, and Ferguson. Uh, between those three matches, which one were you able to watch? Because I, I watched sports match. 
I wasn't able to watch City and um, Brighton. Well, for you, which, I, which were you able to watch? I wasted my time watching the Blues. Oh, I wasted my time watching Chelsea. Forest. Forest. Yeah. We're lost yeah, in the yeah. forest, but that's, that's <laughs> not the topic of today. Yeah. Well, well I, I saw the highlights, though. I saw the highlights. I, I, I watched a bit of Brighton's game. And, like, I've been saying this. I've been saying this. Maybe, bro, I've not been hearing, but this Ferguson guy is hurricane. Harry, he has a bit of hurricane in him. I mean, man, the goals he scored were spectacular, like out of this world. And yeah, I, I, I think the surprising thing is, I won't say surprising, but like the, the person I was most happy for was Son because Son has been on a bad form since last season. Let's let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, and so him leading the line, the bench with Charlison finally. At least one one of these managers are listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, the bench, the bench which are listening, and to see Son score again, not just one but three goals. I mean, it really warms my heart. So I was I was happy with that. Yeah. So I, I was telling um Kunle, a sports fan, yeah, that I think he sent me a video of like I think the last goal where they played from back, tap 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 tap, and they scored a goal. And I was like, wow. I watched the match and I was like, wow. I was I was happy. Like I was genuinely happy for sports. I was yeah. happy that I am not a sports fan, yeah, but like I can recognize the sports that I faced in the twenty nineteen Champions League finals. Yeah. I true. can recognize them now, yeah, because they were very, very attacking side then. They were very, very attacking like even in the semi-finals against Ajax, yeah, I think that, yeah, that is... Were, yeah, yeah, like, they, they were not like sit back, sit up, sit back, five players, but like, Mourinho and Conte came with their own defensive Anu, style. Anuno too. That's not yes, forgetting. Yes, Anuno, yeah. And they, they came football. and, and they almost stole the joy of some sports fans. But like, what I was, I was happy, though they, were, they, they got knocked out of the Carabao Cup like so fast i don't yeah. know that's another topic for another day yeah but i i was happy for sports fans in the sense that even if your team is not winning trophies at least you should be happy watching your team play beautiful football and i think sports they are playing good football they are playing beautiful football it's too early to make any predictions but i am seeing sports finishing top six this season Top six. Yeah. yeah. They, they finished out of top six last season, but like I am seeing them finishing top six, then a good a good finish will be top four. I think that that Poster Koglu, he, he has some ideas that he's bringing on the table. As long as uh, they have a good team and the team is fit, I'm seeing them going far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the Haaland... Haaland Hattrick, man, this guy is is unstoppable. I think I saw a start. It's twenty um it's twenty twenty one, twenty twenty. No, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, first season in um EPL. His first game is called two goals, his second game is called yeah. zero, his third game is called one, his fourth game is called and hat trick, a be hat trick. Well, all right. 
the next season, that's this season. First game is called two. Second game is called zero. zero. Third game is called one. Fourth game is called a hat trick. Man, this is not PlayStation. This is not FIFA. You, how are you? <laughs> like, we said there's nothing like script writer. Like, these guys don't exist, but like, this is looking like a script. It's looking like a script. Yeah, it's looking like a script, man. And man, this guy is a, is a, is a robot. He's, he's a robot. Just, he's a robot, man. He's out of this world. And well, I hope. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't hope he goes also far. Hope as, as and, uh, yeah, I hope. I hope other like I hope he does well. But like, don't get me wrong. But I hope what? other players can like just keep up and give him a run for his money with the golden boots. And I'm, personally, I'm tipping uh, Darwin Nunes, though things are not starting really. Things are, things are not, he's not getting the goals yet, but. I think to he come. has the potentials. Yeah. Yeah. To come. Yeah. To come. So, yeah. So, with this, we've come to the end of the 90 plus 5 podcast. Thank you very much, Distance, for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to the 90 plus 5 podcast. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, you can always follow up the conversations on Instagram at the 90 plus 5 podcast. And you can always follow up the conversations on Twitter at 90 plus 5 fc thank you very much once again for listening have a nice day have a nice time thank you god bless bye